Makhachev is the new pound-for-pound pound number one. Volkanovski is still pound-for-pound pound number one. Pound-for-pound, pound-for-pound. Why are you worrying about pound-for-pound pound when you pound zero pussy? back to Tangry Dome and uh, this is uh, this is we're finally back to just you know uh, analyzing fights discussing fights and uh, not touching upon uh, such heady subjects as uh, whether or not uh, whether or not the ancient Greeks loved gay sex uh, which is uh, proved to be a very controversial subject amongst some of our listeners so <laughs> let's just talk about something uh, you know uh, less uh, What's the word? Inflammatory. Inflammatory. Let's talk about something less inflammatory. That's the word I was looking for. And, and in fact, I actually looked it up on Google. Anyway, uh, so UFC 284 happened uh, last weekend. Um, I'm yet to actually catch up on the rest of the fights, but I did watch the main event, which was awesome. And, uh, like... It's one of those. It's one of those fights that uh, would probably spark lots of annoying uh, discourse around it. That uh, mostly has, that is mostly only tangentially, uh, or tangentially. Uh, how how are we supposed to fucking say this? Okay, give me a sec. Tangentially. Anyway, but barely related to the actual fight in question. <laughs> so, um. So the two, like, like to start, let's uh, give this give this some structure and uh, avoid just stumbling through the subject uh, like I usually do because the fight w warrants that kind of approach. So the build up to this fight was, uh, and it's something that I'm going to touch upon later in the podcast is uh, is that uh, the, the promotion. The promotion of this fight, uh, the actual promoting that uh, needed to be done for this fight, was pretty shoddy. It was kind of weird, and the announcement kind of came out of nowhere because, like, Makhachev has uh, Makhachev has only just became lightweight champion, and uh, uh, Volkanovski was uh, done with uh, the Max Holloway trilogy that took up so much of his title reign. He did knock out a couple of uh, uh, actual like, contenders outside of uh, Max Holloway here and there, namely TKZ and uh, Ortega. Obviously, there is an argument to be made that uh, TKZ wasn't necessarily, you know, <laughs> all that threatening uh, to Volkanovski's title reign, but there it is. He had uh, those title fights. Meanwhile, Makhachev had zero. And so you could say that Makhachev was kind of being set up to get dicked over. It's weird, because ostensibly, uh, the main reason why so many hardcores tend to kind of be on the fence, or on the fence at best, and actively dislike Makachev at worst, is because 
of the perceived preferential treatment that he's been uh, given. And uh, I wouldn't strictly blame it on the fighter himself because uh, that's kind of like the... It's just a symptom of uh, a wider institutional issue where you really like only... You're really only going to get favorable matchmaking or like a smooth build up to your to your title run if you have connections and obviously Makhachev is managed by uh, Ali Abdelaziz uh, who is uh, uh, who is the world's most prolific social media manager uh, <laughs> that's how I would put it but like beyond that really when you think about it there was really no way for Makhachev to come out of this looking uh, well like a lot of fans would have like there was a lot of potential for a lot of fans to take this the wrong way it's like it's kind of like the rocky six plot where the uh, like this undefeated fighter this uh extremely skilled and powerful fighter mason dixon <laughs> then, then fought nobody of note and that was the main criticism against them against him and then they decided to make this uh, exhibition fight with uh, a 60-year-old Rocky. And when you think about it, there's like, if Mason Dixon wins, then he's beat up a 60-year-old man. If Mason Dixon loses, a 60-year-old man beat him up. And then he said um, a competitive fight in the end with Rocky. And like it was like a, such a huge like emotional send-off note for Rocky Balboa and the franchise as a whole. But <laughs> like... Imagine, just imagine what the people on social media would have been uh, saying about Mason Dixon in the aftermath of that fight. <laughs> like, like to the extent where like the alternate ending to that movie has Rocky actually getting the split decision win. <laughs> and it's kind of like the same thing here. Obviously, Volkanovski is not 60 years old, but he's still from a division, uh, a weight class lower. And... Uh, noticeably smaller uh in the actual fight itself the fight proper he didn't look like he was drastically oversized because volkanovsky is a fucking horse he's he's uh, he's like almost wider than he is tall he's a fucking he's a, he's a fucking coffer he's built like a he's built like a what's the geometric um geometric shape i'm blanking on uh, the the english name uh, oh, it's the same in English as well as in Russian. Parallelepiped? Parallelepiped? Uh, okay, fuck it. You get what I'm saying. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to dive into this a little bit deeper uh, later in the pod. And so let's just talk about what, you know, happened in the fight. Like, going into the fight, a lot of people were thinking that... Uh, Oh, so this is like an unfavorable matchup for Volkanovski. Um, chances are very slim. He gets anything done and Makachev is just going to smush him. Volkanovski being, uh, the, uh, uh, being the diligent, disciplined, genuine, generational talent that he is, he actually prepared extremely well for this fight and um, obviously worked really, really hard in his wrestling. And so, even though Makachev was able to secure at least one takedown each round, it's not that he was able to really do much of anything with those takedowns. 
Like even in that sequence where he's had uh, Volkanovsky in the back triangle, he, he didn't necessarily accomplish much of anything with it, because Volkanovsky like immediately started blasting like hellacious overcuts, <laughs> just shades of Luis Pena versus uh, Mike, uh, not Mike, Steve Garcia on the UFC Fight Night, Figueredo versus uh, who was it? Figueredo versus yeah, Figueredo versus Benavides. <laughs> deep fucking cuts right there this this is just to shut down all the people that say that i do not actually watch mma i do watch mma it's just that i'm it's the the amount of mma and uh the nature of mma that i watch varies drastically from week to week anyway so yeah the dynamic that's everyone talked about. Everyone expected this dynamic of, oh yeah, Volkanovski is going to look great in striking and uh, Makhachev is going to like dominate in wrestling. And kind of the opposite happened. It's not that Makhachev dominated in striking or anything. Or just uh, Volkanovski looked outclassed in striking. But Makhachev had lots of success in striking. And I would actually say, I would go as far as to say that it was uh, Makhachev striking that actually won him the fight. Because... While Volkanovski wasn't necessarily completely nullified in striking, he did look uh, noticeably uncomfortable with the open stance matchup. And obviously that's like, part of it is predicated on the anthropometry of both fighters. In that, well, obviously Makhachev is taller, has uh, has a, a bit of range on the Volkanovski. And due to the open stance matchup, even though Volkanovski has pretty long arms, he, it it's it was necessary for him to step in. Uh, it was it was necessary for him to cover a longer distance in order to get uh, into hitting range. So um, the thing is, so Volkanovski has, uh, as he's demonstrated against Max Holloway uh, in the third fight and in many fights prior to this one, he has an excellent jab. He knows how to vary uh, his entrances off the jab. Like he, he's good at kind of like doing this, this sort of stutter step before entering with the jab. He knows how to feint with it, but he didn't feel necessarily very comfortable stepping on that inside angle uh, from open stance to cover that distance. Like normally, what you should do against southpaws who may or may not have range on you, it's just kind of like the general rule of thumb being an orthodox fighter versus southpaws. And if you want to get jabby, you need to uh, kind of do this um, stutter step, fainted double jab. And as you do that, you step to the inside of the front foot. And obviously everyone talks about how, oh, that's a big no-no, that shortens the path of uh, the, the left hand. But, but like, how else do you jab versus a southpaw? And also this sets up uh, a, a nice uh, inside angle counter. If you like land this double jab and then you hop step backwards, and you that's your opportunity to land uh, a nice left hook on the counter. You can also counter from the inside angle with the rear hand uh, by punching across yourself. And it's something that, for example, Conor McGregor was actually really good at in his prime during his featherweight run demonstrated that numerous times against many different opponents so so yeah it's workable it's not that uh, it's like 
it's like Wokanowski talked about stepping to towards um, shuffling towards Max Holloway's uh, power hand, which uh, time actually allows him to roll with the right hand and then set up his uh, further offense. One of those concepts. It's like a, a calculated risk. Makachev, for his part, he capitalized on Volkanovsky's um, like lack of comfort with the matchup and uh, sort of decided to hang back a little bit at range and find his counters, which worked really well for Makachev because Volkanovsky kind of... Because he didn't necessarily have these have these safe entries that he usually has, which is uh, the, the lead leg kick and the jab, he was forced to rely on these big shifting uh, entries, like wide steps forward that square, that's, um, when you make this square, well, when you make this big shifting step, it always squares you up for a moment, for at least a moment. And Makhachev has done a really good job of catching Volkanovsky as he was stepping in. Naturally, Volkanovsky is like powerful and explosive and fast enough for, for some of those entries to have worked because uh, he was started like setting them up off the hand fight. He's, he would set them up with uh, like a level change. He would actually like, he would do like a sort of a drop shift into a body shot, which was a nice look. I would have preferred still, I would have preferred if he worked off the jab and then did the drop shift into the body shot off the jab. And that's this actually like shortens the distance uh, to begin with. But here we are. A point I would like to make is that, yeah, like from a certain perspective, Makachev's improvements in stand-up can be surprising, but I would actually say that he has been improving in stand-up for quite a while now, and the improvements that he's made should only be surprising to you if you kind of bought into this narrative that uh, you, the UFC was pushing. Uh, the idea that uh, Makachev is just, you know, nothing nothing more than Habib's mate, or like Habib light even, like a worse version of Habib or something like that. So um, Makachev, first of all, is a very different fighter. Okay, he, he does fit like some of those, he does follow some of the same beats when it comes to uh, employing his offensive wrestling, but he's a different fighter with different with a different skill set. He fights from a different stance, and he actually like prefers to, you know, he he's comfortable enough to work in within that striking framework without resorting necessarily to consistently pushing for resting exchanges. Part of it may be because he the his striking is less connected to his wrestling than Habib's was, but that's just uh, is it necessarily worse than uh, Habib's approach? Eh. Uh, I mean that depends. I think. I think. I think it's uh, far too early to say whether or not Makachev is like markedly worse than Khabib from any like reasonable measure. Obviously, Khabib was just a complete force, but I think uh, I think the competitiveness of this fight came not from Makachev not being all that, but rather. Volkanovsky being a fucking horse. <laughs> that may sound like a distinction without, you know, uh, distinction without a difference, but I think there there's a, a little bit of nuance here that we need to kind of try and adhere to when discussing this matchup.
So the two three counters looked looked nice for Makachev. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> but the one thing I noticed, and this is kind of uh, uh, things that he would probably have to keep in mind if the rematch ever happens, is uh, uh, is that I think he found more success actually, like going forward and sort of bum rushing Volkanovski. Now, uh, a lot of his best connections came off the counter as Volkanovski was rushing in. However, Volkanovski in the rematch would obviously like pay attention to this because, I mean, this, this is Volkanovski we're talking about. He, he's not stupid. He does pay attention to what he does and he does improve consistently that this fits uh, the direction his career took. And so he's gonna adjust. He's gonna find out. He's going to figure out ways to uh, to collapse distance more safely. And um, for Makhachev, I would actually think that going forward, blasting body kicks and uh, just kind of like uh, throwing both linear kicks and like round kicks to the open side while power punching, moving forward, might actually work a little better for him than uh, hanging back and like relying on Volkanovski like barging into range without uh, without paying much attention to defense like everyone thinks that if you're rangier then that automatically uh, means you have to hang back and try to keep the opponents at range when in fact if you're rangier and uh, if you have if you've got height on your opponent moving forward straight punching pressuring and uh, with uh, kicks added, like throwing lots of kicks, may actually be more beneficial for you than trying to sort of like do outfighty stuff or um, uh, fight, strike out in the open uh, in the at like this long range. Plus, this also ties together into uh, Makachev's uh, successes in wrestling because when he was pushing forward and when he was like drawing out entries out of Volkanovsky by pushing forward. That's when he was able to secure the shots. That's when he was able to secure the like the ties on the level changes and like actually uh, take Volkanovsky down as opposed to like the prolonged clinch exchanges in which Volkanovsky has been able to stall him out, actually like shove him around physically using like his own like prodigious strength and uh, defend um, some of those takedowns. Like like when Makhachev attempted to chain wrestle, Volkanovski has done a really good job. For like for example, from the rear waist lock. Okay, so Makhachev has the rear waist lock. Um, he has the grip. He drops down, drops his level down to the kind of like to push his weight on Volkanovski. Hooks his leg to try and like. Uh, go for for a trip or for a throw. Volkanovski, for for his part, gets his own hook with with his own foot, and what this uh, leads to is that when Makachev throws Volkanovski, Volkanovski is following Makachev's own momentum and lands like you know, with his ass on, right on top of Makachev, and from there uh, he has. Uh, the the opportunity to rotate and uh, secure a better position or separate. Like this, this is one of those little, uh, tiny little moments where, like, uh, the, the number one 
defense you learn against someone having a rear waist lock and or like having securing that rear position and going for for example a suplex what you what you do is you drop your weight and Volkanovski being a short the shorter man with a lower center of gravity this works in his favor you drop your weight and when someone tries to uh, go for an obviv or some uh, uh, a throw of of similar nature you you fight with your foot for for a better to secure your own grip over the opponent's foot, over the opponent's leg. And when they actually go for a throw, like, Makhachev should pay attention to this. Next time when he tries to do this, he actually, like, has to, uh, you know, not rush the, the throw, avoid rushing the throw, actually, like, try to resecure his own position and then go for something else. I mean, naturally, like, like something like in some of those takedown attempts, Volkanovski was actually already midair, and he was just whilst he was midair, he would secure that, um, secure that lace around uh, Makachev's leg, which is really nice. Just good coordinated uh, grappling defense. Back back to striking. So in striking, body shots were abound from both parties, which is really nice to see. Uh, some of those intercepting knees uh, from Makachev looked like they like smarted something fierce. Um, the, I already mentioned the drop shifts for, onto into a body shot for, from Volkanovski, but Makachev as well. He also would throw like up close, like shovel shovel hooks to Volkanovski's body. Some nice body kicks, uh, as mentioned before. But he was uh, he would like connect with them. Uh, he would connect with them like either out in the open or while going forward, not on the counter, because obviously like moving backwards and throwing body kicks is like really hard. So this is just one thing in which I think what well, Makachev would like. It would um, it would behoove. <laughs> it would. This is how you use, you're supposed to use this word actually. By the way, weasel. It would behoove Makachev to uh, think about moving forward in the next fight and throwing those body kicks because that that's uh, that those seem to work really well and because in part because uh, Volkanovski and um, some of his um, I, I'm actually not sure if uh, Volkanovski is like trains full time at TKB I don't think he does I think he does this the GSP thing of mixing and matching trainers which is a good idea more fighters should do that. But he has the same issue where they don't necessarily deal with kicks well. Uh, CKB fighters are great kickers, but they don't have the greatest kick defense. And cross-checking versus Makachev may prove to be somewhat perilous, because when you cross-check, obviously you have to stand on one foot. And in that moment, this may give the opportunity to Makachev to just you know blast forward and get the... Uh, and get a get a takedown. Um, so the danger of um, there there was also like the a lot of Makachev's tools generally kind of um, presented a clear danger to Volkanovski that Volkanovski obviously tried to stay mindful of, which kind of nullified his output. Well, not nullified, but really put a puts a cap on how much stuff he was able to do at any given moment. He wasn't able to mount this consistent, constant uh, point-scoring offense that he usually does. 
And um, so there was the threat of the knee, there was the threat of the left hand. And there was like a scary moment when uh, Volkanovsky attempted one of those drop shifts and the, the, the knee came up and almost like took his head off. And and um, some of the moments where Volkanovsky would shift forward and then Makachev would cl- clip him with a nice crisp, nice crisp left hand or connect with a nice right hook. He was obviously primed for that left hook, uh, right hook, by the way. And it kind of reminded me, obviously this uh, this is just like an AKA thing, but it reminded me of uh, Look Rockhold for a little, uh, to a certain extent. Like Makachev wasn't leaning back on that check hook, uh, chin out in the open, obviously, but the same kind of tools, uh, drawing out opponents' entries and connecting with the right hook and then connecting with the body kick. So like, there's nothing mind-blowing about this. The striking in this fight was actually like, Pretty basic, uh, certainly a lot less nuanced and uh, um, uh, nuanced and multifaceted compared to, for example, like Volkanovski versus Max Holloway two or three or even one. Uh, it's the wrestling and grappling that was interesting. However, uh, I, I would I would caution against completely disregarding whatever striking developments that happened in this fight going forward. Because I think there there was a lot of stuff to be gleaned from this, and uh, this is just one of the one of the ways in which the fight overall was kind of a I wouldn't call it a two way technical fight, but more that more so a just both fighters were like very skilled overall, as opposed to skilled in one area. And the reason why there was so there were so many striking exchanges is just that uh, Volkanovski denied Makachev from just getting uh, that. Uh, mounting snowball of wrestling offense going uh clearly like constantly oh he always would address the hands constantly hand fight not allow makachev to settle in one grip and it wasn't like sometimes fighters have this problem of like trying to do too many things at once and you could see this um in uh conor mcgregor's uh, outing versus uh, habib Nurmagomedov, where in on the initial shot it's like he was tried to do several has tried to perform several defensive measures at once when you're defending against someone wrestling with you you should usually concentrate on one thing and then you when you get rid of the one thing you move on to the next one like you you uh it's either you get the wizard and you crank on the wizard uh or you uh or you, the opponent is trying to take you back, and so you com- completely focus on getting that hand separation, and uh, like while staying mindful of your own weight. Whereas, like uh, Conor McGregor tried to like do a wizard push down on uh, Habib's head at the same time, and also punch him. <laughs> Volkanovski obviously completely avoided all that and just would uh, do most of uh, the stuff. Uh, most of the stuff he did correctly and uh, in a timely fashion the problem problem was obviously uh, I think Volkanovsky needs to kind of try and uh, stay mindful of his hips a little bit more because the initial shots Bakachev was obviously still able to get um, get in on some of those initial shots and get good penetration and get um, good momentum going and um, actually uh, 
take Volkanovski down. And but and in part, that's also like a function of the timing with which Makhachev operated. Like uh, Makhachev would draw a big shifting entry out of Volkanovski first, or he would move forward, uh, throw like a flurrying combination, like a throw a flurry on the feet, and then. Uh, drop down for for a level change and obviously it's hard to pay attention to this stuff but you know that's kind of like that's MMA <laughs> the big mistake Volkanovski uh, did was uh, um, in round 4 uh, the uh, memetic the now memetic sequence in which Volkanovski unloaded on uh, Makhachev with uh, furious uh, arm punching offense while yelling obscenities at uh, Makhachev and uh, being unable to escape the body triangle. And so, like, the, the first mistake was to, you know, try to war walk his way upwards because, uh, it w- it, it was pretty obvious that Makhachev was trying to go for a, for a, for a back take. Be- because, I mean, obviously, like, t- in order to, <laughs> Volkanovsky basically, like, toddler crawled to the fence. And in that moment, obviously, you give up the back, and so you know that uh, Makhachev is gonna go, uh, like, and try and secure your back. So if you if he stayed farther from the fence, and Makhachev got that body triangle, he could have tried to get out of that triangle. And normally, you get out of the triangle by shifting your weight so that the the inside the the foot of the opponent that it's that's inside the knee that's cranking down on the triangle ends up on the on the ground and from there you can rotate and try to escape and in that moment uh you you can secure top position this way or create separation and escape either way you initiate a scramble and you initiate that scramble by wrestling out in the open and the problem was that he he got to the fence and now Makachev has the the body triangle and there's no way to there's no space to rotate into there's no way to to change that position and uh, uh, I've had a discussion about this with uh, Hacks uh, recently and Hacks like actually made an argument that maybe this round could have, should have been scored a draw for both because neither neither one of them has managed to you know. <laughs> Like do anything meaningful. So here's Makachev in the body triangle. Here's Volkanovski in Makachev's body triangle. He's like landing with these, not like fight-ending, clearly like scary ground and pound type shots. He's just kind of like, uh, kind of making. They, they obviously, they obviously stung. They they hurt a bunch and they were annoying enough that uh, and uh, Volkanovski will continued fighting the hand so Makachev couldn't, like, secure any sort of, like, hook or any sort of, like, um, wasn't, he denied Makachev a submission offense. And so Makachev couldn't, like, get submission offense going and uh, Volkanovski couldn't get meaningful grounded bound going. So it's kind of like a wash. Very funny, extremely funny sequence, though. And, uh, I mean, okay, sure, yeah, it's a losing position, but... Is either of them accomplishing anything of note? Nah. So yeah, Hexerized has kind of... He does have a habit of planting these ideas in my brain. So uh, <laughs> if you have... If you have... Uh, if you wish to... Dis- if you wish to take umbrage with uh, 
with uh, with my opinion on this sequence, like take it all up with Hex, like leave me alone. <laughs> Just don't have the energy to deal with any more annoying commenters uh, nitpicking my on the fly analysis that I haven't prepared for. <laughs> I mean, I, I wrote a little bit of a, you know, I wrote some notes, but it's not like they're excessively detailed. I'm just kind of like going off my memory. A smarter way to do this would to actually like revisit the fight and like, or have the fight play in the background and talk about it. But yeah, can't be asked. I, I, every once in a while, the, the, there are threads on Twitter where people like uh, talk about share your process. Uh, how do you, you know, evaluate and analyze fights? Do you take notes? And everyone is like, "Oh yeah, I watched the fight at least fifteen times, and several times I watch it um, in slow motion in order to get a clear grasp of uh, some of the exchanges that happened." I don't know why I'm doing an American accent for this one, <laughs> but I. I, I uh, watched the fight f f 47 times and uh, I took detailed notes and uh, I have a... Um, uh, I use my uh, experience in academia in the academia to, <laughs> to, to, to analyze fights and uh, here I am just you know prattling on about stuff I kind of sort of remember after watching the fight like six drinks deep. <laughs> And I'm not saying that's good. I'm not saying my analysis is somehow better for it. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> just, just admitting to my own laziness in that regard. But, you know, at least I'm honest with myself. Okay, so... Uh, uh, so that that's the fourth round, and round five is, uh, like, the... Uh, one of those moments where people that... Uh, some old heads would go, in Pride Rules, Volkanovsky would have got it. Because Volkanovsky took the... Um, I would say that he definitively took the fifth round. Or at the very least sealed the ending to that fight by staying on top. Uh, but basically, basically what happened is that Volkanovsky dropped Makhachev and then as Makhachev was trying to go for a, for, for a tie-up... And uh, yeah, uh, landed some landed some cool grounded pound, and then the fight ended. It wasn't like high amplitude, massive like these. Like he, the Volkanovsky fully postured up, throwing bombs. Um, it wasn't that. Makachev has done a good job of tying up Volkanovsky's hands, so breaking Volkanovsky's posture, not letting him posture up, and uh, land any like you know meaningful. Uh, like purely damaging offense, but it's it's still a very, very like definitive visual for the judges to latch onto, and it's just kind of like a a good look. It's um, nice optics to finish the fight in such a manner where you're on top and the opponent is in bot on bottom after getting knocked down. So, eh. is it a ten eight? I don't know. Uh, I don't think I would. I'm not sure if I would give Volkanovski any ten eights in in this fight because, and I am not sure I would give Makachev any ten eights for for this fight either. 
which is why the fight is so close. Volkanovsky, for my tastes, throughout the fight, Volkanovsky ate too many clean left hands and uh, knees for me to consider him the definitive winner. For his part, conversely, Volkanovsky has been able to connect with some pretty obviously definitely stinging shots that kind of wobbled Nakhachev on multiple occasions as well. So, eh? 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 That's why it's a close fight. That's that's why it was so interesting. And that's why there's now talks of a, of a rematch. Uh, talks of a rematch abound on social media. And the shit-slinging has begun already. Either way, I'm kind of... I'm fine with a Makhachev win. Uh, I'm not as down on Makhachev after this performance as some people are. Because I saw some people like talk about how oh Makhachev was exposed by Volkanovsky or like yeah, Dagestani wrestling is and all that. Or uh, like uh, Makhachev couldn't even wrestle fuck a featherweight. And uh, I would caution against jumping to these conclusions. Like obviously, yeah, Makhachev could struggle with some of the lightweights maybe, going forward, but that's kind of like the nature of the division, first of all, and second of all, he was uh, like he was fighting one of the greatest fighters of our generation. Alexander Volk- Volkanovsky is a fucking horse! <laughs> I mean... <laughs> and uh, some people were also like calling Volkanovsky a sore loser because he came out saying that he thought that he clearly won the fight and clearly won some of the rounds. And, like, first of all, obviously they're wrangling for a rematch. This is a big fight, and they uh, could make uh, decent money and get good legacy points uh, Good legacy points by continuing this rivalry. And you don't secure a rematch by going, oh, yeah, this guy owned me. Uh, This guy gave me a big boo-boo. He fucked me up. Still want a rematch. (laughs) Who does that? No one fucking does that. Come on. And also beyond that, like, being confident in your abilities is, like, the default mode of behavior for a fucking professional athlete. Like, if anything, I would be more alarmed if Volkanovski just, uh, like, came on Ariel Helvani's show and uh, went like, Oh, yeah, I fucking suck. (laughs) I prepared so hard and uh, Makhachev still, uh, like, uh, beat my ass uh, and uh, I couldn't get anything going. No, what he said was, I think it was a pretty like sober assessment of his own performance. He should be proud of that performance, first of all, coming up in weight against uh, um, a very dominant force in the division and uh, have doing as well as he did uh, against that fighter. Uh, and like the things he said was like, oh yeah, I could do more th- more stuff. Couldn't get like consistent offense going. Could do better with some of those like. Um, take with defending the, the initial shots could do better with uh, um, the, the the back triangle, but was silly, etc., etc. It it's 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 not like he's basically going uh, on interviews and saying that oh, Islam Makhachev is a fucking bitch, and if he doesn't wrestle, he will never beat me. What he said was in featherweight. If Makhachev was a featherweight, I would fucking beat his ass, and. Is that is that really like so outrageous? I mean, that's like what that's what the concept of pound for pound actually is. Like, uh, it was 
basically created to credit fighters who are who would get beat up by the big boys but are still clearly much more skillful and if everyone was the same size they would they would you know demolish everyone that's that's what pound for pound is and so <laughs> eh? Eh? and like but the pound for pound discourse is like the most boring part of the whole uh info noise around this fight for me personally because it's it's like the pound for pound arguments always like end up being so silly they always get bogged down in like various criteria and Every time when some people start arguing, like they don't know each other's criteria, they just start arguing. And there's like numerous types of criteria you can have for all sorts of things regarding pound for pound, like size parity or whatever the fuck. And that's kind of part of why I think that Makachev was kind of given a raw deal uh, in regards to this matchup. So now he's kind of like stuck in this rivalry where... uh, like bad faith actors could easily spun this uh, spin this into a narrative where Makachev is uh is a is a hype job he's uh, he's not all that he's uh, not the next coming of Habib and uh, he sucks basically and uh, featherweight beat him up doesn't matter that uh, the featherweight that uh, had a competitive fight with him is one of the greatest fighters of uh, of all time and uh doesn't matter that Makachev showed a surprising surprising level of success in an area in which he's supposed to be weak at. In, in which he's supposed to be weak in. Uh, how, how, do, how are these particles supposed to work? Uh, fuck it, English. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, um, things that I think... Both fighters need to stay mindful of if the rematch happens. Is um, to summarize for Volkanovski, it needs to be more measured, uh, safe entries, safer ways of collapsing distance. And one of the ways in which I would think he should uh, try to accomplish that is uh, he already has the these boxing basics down pat. He already has the pendulum step. He already has this. This type of uh, tempo where he stutter steps into range. You, you saw it against Max Holloway the third time around. Stutter step into range. Counter. Bam. Bam, bam, bam. That sort of tempo. That sort of rhythm. You just have to employ that. You ha- just have to figure out a way how to use that against the southpaw. And the way you use it against the southpaw is, as I've mentioned, is step on the to the inside of the lead foot. Land the jab. Hop step backward, counter. Bam. Bam, bam, bam. And uh, a good way of drawing out a counter from like a southpaw who, as Makachev tends to do, kind of like Makachev still tends to leave himself sort of open when he goes for like a committed um, uh, left straight, kind of like uh, how Volkanovsky used to do with his right hand. And the way you do that, you draw... You throw like a harassing jab. You kite your opponent, uh, to use a gaming term, a video gaming term. You step to the inside, jab, hop step backwards, hop step backwards at a forty-five degree angle. That's that's like the chef's kiss type stuff. That that's the real ace shit. You just 
you draw out the committed count uh, the committed counter to your jab step backwards on a 45 degree angle and then from there you can either land an uppercut uh, an overhand or a left hook anything goes really because you have the dominant position now you have the angle and like just he already has the wrestling defense I think working on um, obviously he has to work on mat wrestling um, I would say uh, trying to to uh, kind of like almost almost trying to trying to beat these back takes may actually like be a good a decent idea because from then you can from there you can draw that like you can reverse the position you can sweep the opponent and then secure top position for his part when um Volkanovski tries escaping the back triangle. I think Makhachev can actually like anticipate that and try to reverse that position into uh, like a, into securing top mount. Basically, <laughs> that would be cool to see. That's that's kind of like see. This is why this is interesting. There's, there's like there's now an arms race where both guys can do lots of cool shit. In the meantime, if Volkanovski commits to that. You know, uh, sort of like almost like a Soviet boxing out fighty type style. Um, uh, what Makachev can do is to just, you know, not pay attention to it. Just horsepower Volkanovsky, just go, go forward and blast, uh, b- blast body kicks. Just be a dumb puncher for once. Obviously, the problem here is that both approaches are liable to get both fighters hurt. They already clearly demonstrated that they can wobble each other. And uh, this is this is really fascinating. Not one fighter, not either one of them, could bully each other in a way that uh, that is like gives them this like definitive edge. The craziest part, of course, is that Volkanovski looked barely out of breath. He looked extremely fresh after having spent twenty five minutes of grueling wrestling exchanges with Makachev and getting like wobbled numerous times and like wobbling Makachev back uh, numerous times in response it's like it was a back and forth fight and I think I don't know for my money Volkanovski looked a lot fresher so that's that's something to be something to pay attention to and uh, there's like the, the, there's now the silliness going around on social media started by Dan Hooker and now supported by Volkanovski himself, like accusing Makachev of cheating using an IV. And like, I can buy that. Okay, sure. First of all, like, yeah, if he cuts a lot of weight, that may have been necessary, especially if he's had a bad cut. But on second thought, like, who gives a shit? <laughs> like, genuinely, who gives a shit? This is like, as far as cheating go, this is like fairly innocuous stuff. Like, I have, I don't really care about cheating in MMA. Like, if it's cheat, like, unless it's like completely outrageous, in which case I may actually start respecting you more if, of how, because of how outrageous your cheating is, unless it's just kind of outrage, both outrageous and dumb and gets you caught. But, but it's like, it's like an objectively funny thing to do. It's just, it's like brazenly nakedly accuse someone of, uh, of cheating. And then when someone asks you, asks you for proof, you, you just kind of go, I'm going to drop something. Yeah. Trust me. Trust me. Yeah. 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 There is something there. <laughs> just... 
amazing, amazing stuff. Really funny. But yeah, so um, to touch upon the topic that I brought up in the beginning, like the lack of promotion for this fight. Um, like forget even Dana White forgetting fucking Islam Makachev's name during a press conference and being more preoccupied with this stupid fucking slap league. Okay, so you have a generational talent in Volkanovski and you have this um, this fighter that you're trying to push as Habib 2.0. So you lost Habib because Habib retired. Now you want another star in that sort of mold, in that sort of same type of archetype. I'm not even going to touch upon uh, the idea of this like stereotyping of fighters as offensive right now, but you have two clear angles. Promote the fight. <laughs> uh, you can release promo packages. You can um, release highlights of like Makachev's rise to the top. I, like some of the embedded stuff, it didn't even show up on my feeds until someone like uh, someone else told me, and even they t- told me that the uh, the shit like was sent to them by a friend who's just kind of like a a fanatic who watches all the embedded stuff. Like, wh- what the fuck is this? WME IMG is a, is a talent agency. This is all they specialize in. And their subsidiary can't even promote their own talent? What the fuck is this? This is just embarrassing. Pound for pound number one. Pound for pound number one. For the amount of uh, credence they give to the idea of like, oh, this is the battle for the pound for pound number one spot. Best fighter on the planet. I I, I don't think like... I don't think that many many casuals outside of the UFC sphere like have paid attention to it. Like and it's certainly not to the extent of that uh, um, McGregor versus Habib brought. Obviously, yeah, there were stars in the Rome, right? But you 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 have you have talent of the same caliber. Why not? Why not exert the tiniest bit of effort and like you know try, fucking try. And then the UFC, every time the, the, the fight happens in Australia, the UFC kind of goes, oh, what an amazing job we've done. The, the, the whole arena sold out. And it's it's not because the Australians are fucking uh, sick cunts for MMA. They love fucking love a punch up. Yeah, yeah. The, the Volkanovski, land down under. Our boy, our lad, he's going to beat up that dog cunt. Uh, yada, yada, yada. It's it's not because of that. It's because of obviously your incredible promoting skills. Yeah, right. Uh, it's embarrassing, is what it is. And uh, for as toxic as Makachev's fan base is in general, like they're fucking insufferable, and like the gen generally speaking, these papacha hat weirdos are really annoying. But I don't know. I guess it's just the complacency. For Stemming from having, from already having a captive audience that kind of like disincentivizes any sort of effort on part of the UFC when it comes to promoting their fighters. I think the, the, this is like the most logical explanation. At least it seems that way to me right now. Uh, but like, yeah, promoting Makhachev is nothing but Habib's mate, Habib Light, like all this Habib, Habib, Habib stuff. Makhachev is a different fighter with a different style and different selling points. He has, 
he fights differently. He he's uh, I don't know. He has a different personality. Why are you reducing him to this stereotype, like this the savage mountain man? I have I'm a, I'm actually tired of speaking about this all the time. Like every time I, there's a Dagestani fighter, like a fighter from the Caucasus, I have to like point this out. Like Dagestani wrestling is not a homogenous stereotype. It's a Dagestan's school of wrestling is not a kung fu style, for fuck's sake. It's a long-standing institution where high-level athletes train in good conditions and specialized gyms. And Dagestani wrestling was not exposed, quote-unquote, by Volkanovsky, nor will the meta undergo any sort of shift simply because Volkanovsky employed solid wrestling fundamentals to avoid getting smushed. <sighs> like, you could say the style employed by... Uh, uh, Abdul Manap Nurmagomedov alumni uh, is uh, uh, a style unto itself, yeah. But the basics that he employed, he basically basically adapted the wrestling fundamentals, like um, from what he's learned under the Soviet system to MMA, which is specialized. He created some specialized hierarchy of uh, moves and kind of embedded that into his fighters so kind of I mean I realize that they're aiming for the lowest common denominator basically uh, because these stereotypes are easy to follow they they're easy to latch onto and they don't um, give you any you know incentive to look go out of your own way and do your own research and beyond that like MMA fans fucking hate doing their own research anyway uh, their idea of research is uh, like watching the latest episode of JRE on the subject that they are interested in, and that's kind of it. I still find it extremely annoying, nonetheless. It doesn't it's uh, knowing that will not stop me from whinging about it. Basically, all that said. Um, I'm not sure I want the immediate rematch. Uh, it's uh, it will fuck both divisions over first of all, and um, like yeah, the, there were talks about setting up the interim between Yair Rodriguez and um, whoever else, and uh, it's just kind of odd having Yair Rodriguez as your interim champion, and Makhachev needs lightweight wins. He needs wins versus lightweights. He needs a rain. Give him a rain. Gage versus Vizif is going to happen soon. Does uh, Dariush deserves a title shot and has been deserving it like uh, for ages now? Dustin Poirier is still out there, kicking, still kicking around. Actually, you know, on second thought, I wouldn't be surprised if they give fucking Michael Chandler the title shot or for loss versus versus Poirier anyway. Because this is the UFC we're talking about, nothing ever makes sense. I don't know. I don't know. You get one thing in this sport. You get one good thing per year in this sport, and then the rest, uh, the rest of it is nonsense. <laughs> Which is kind of perfectly encapsulated by this event having like uh, several cool fights on it, and then the next card is just like. Okay, let's look at what the UC has in store for us next.
Okay, uh, so we have Andrade versus Blanchfield coming up next. I guess, I mean, I, okay, sure, Andrade is, is cool and uh, the rest of it is... What is this? Next one is Krilov versus Span. It's just like uh, this is Tatiana Suarez's comeback, and this is this is the cards you put her in, on. Uh, if I were Tatiana Suarez, I would actually, like, you know, be pretty offended by it. It's just a nothing card. The next n- number you see is a uh, UFC two eight five Jones versus Cyril Gunn. John Jones makes his uh, heavyweight debut after twelve years. Oh. <laughs> The co-main is Shevchenko versus Alexa Grass. Oh my god. Uh, okay, I guess so. There's Bo Nickel. And Jeff Neal is going to fight Shafkat. Uh, okay, so the, the, like, the, the first good main event, I'd say, is uh, Petr Jan versus Mirab Dvalishvili. So there's that, I guess. But it's a long wait. It's going to happen in March 11. So yeah, quite a while until the, fire, the, the at least the main events pick, up, pick back up again. All right, so to summarize the final takeaways, uh, lots of stuff to work on for both fighters. There's lots of angles they can work on to have a more uh, dominant performance ne- the next time around. They, they kind of, I would say they're about equal right now with... Uh, the ceiling for Makachev in this particular matchup being kind of enhanced by his um, physical advantages over Volkanovski, whereas for Volkanovski, I would say there are more technical developments that he could make in order to make this matchup more favorable for him. So this is this is just a uh, this is a multifaceted dynamic, and this is what makes me excited to see the fight happen at some point in the future, not immediately, because I would like to uh, for them to uh, get some title fights out of the way at, in their own divisions, make some improvements, and come in fully prepared, fully ready. And for Volkanovski, it would actually like make sense for him to... Okay, so get a title defense in, and then spend the next six months bulking up. Not obviously to the extent where he's just fucking like gigantic and has to cut uh, 20 kilograms of weight. No, but it was obvious that he basically just didn't cut much weight for this fight. And uh, sure, in in part, that may have uh, given him this cardio edge that he demonstrated clearly in this fight. Because uh, uh, Makachev was kind of huffing and puffing by the end of it because he, he spent so much time exerting so much energy trying to like you know beast Volkanovski to the ground and Volkanovski is just kind of unbeastable but yeah this this initial shot if Volkanovski comes in a little bit heavier a little bit stronger with more muscle mass I think this might give him the edge in those wrestling exchanges especially given just how fucking strong he is in those tie-ups in those situations where he's just even bullied uh, Makachev at some points in the clinch. Uh, for Makachev, uh, maybe a more strategic approach is warranted. Maybe I would go as far as to say that striking developments uh, would be more promising 
and would be more in his favor than trying to zero in on specific uh, grappling looks. That said, I would come in prepared for Volkanovski to demonstrate even more improved, uh, even a more improved bottom game and more improved initial shot takedown defense, like the initial reactions, the hips, um, and the whizzes, the, uh, the, the, the sprawls, uh, the whole shebang. For Volkanovski, further boxing improvements, uh, trying to develop striking versus, uh, open stance matchups versus soft balls. Working from close stance, like moves, shifting to southpaw and trying to jab from there could work, but that would require, it depends on whether or not Volkanovsky is like a fully ambidextrous puncher. He may be, uh, but it's, it's also like it changes the whole dynamic. It's basically like you have to learn to box, um, you have to learn to box the same way you box in orthodox, uh, in the opposite stance. So it's kind of like a tall task. The kicks, his kicks were stymied by the threat of the takedown and um, kind of like you can kick from the hand fight. You can use the hand fight to set up the kicks. And um, Volkanovski kind of did that a couple of times, like setting up the outside leg kick with the lead hand, with the lead foot, with the lead leg. But also, it's just kind of dangerous. Uh, Because from there, it can the, the, the distance can be easily collapsed, and um, it can turn into a clinch exchange fairly, fairly quickly. Obviously, you can exploit that. You can use the hand fight, kick the leg, and then bait that uh, that collapsing of distance, and then you counter, like uh, throw an overhand, move to the side. When you kick the outside leg uh, with your lead leg from off the hand fight from open stance can take a little step to the outside of their own lead leg and that way you set up the classic like outside angle hand fight kick step to the outside i'm actually mimicking the movements obviously you can't see them (laughs) it's just kind of a reflex for me i've been doing this throughout this whole podcast hand fight kick bam yeah the overhand will connect from there uh, more body shots in general for both uh, baiting entries, uh, trying to bait uh, the other one into making a committed entry, dropping, uh, dropping a, on a body shot. Always a nice look. But yeah, for Volkanovski specifically, the postman, harassing jab, hop step, harassing jab, hop step back, backwards. Opponent comes in, committed one two. And it's like, bam, bam, bam. That's the rhythm. For Makachev in striking, I would say more volume, uh, more linear kicks. Kick, the, the snap kicks to the gut would, would work really well with what he's trying to accomplish. Just moving forward, blasting uh, one-twos. Just kind of like going sicker mode, basically. But the, the issue with that approach is that it's energy intensive and... If Volkanovski finds your timing, if he settles on your timing, he just gets it. You're liable to get knocked out with a counter. So, kind of a mix and match of approaches could be uh, could be worth investing into. If you stifle Volkanovski with kicks, and it's kind of like a look that uh, Max Holloway has employed to 
reasonable uh, a reasonable degree of effects in the uh, the third fight is uh, just uh, adding lots of body kicks just go forward blast kicks uh, it kind of it messes with Volkanovski's rhythm it messes with his resets doesn't let him reset doesn't let him find his stance and doesn't let him just uh, find those moments where he can throw the harassing jab the intercepting jab rather like the jolt that he does like you know, bam step in uh, beat you to the punch for Volkanovski, you, you know, it's it's interesting. Uh, his success in the clinch kind of made me think, what if he tries to... Yeah, yeah. So okay, so he secures this inside ankle jab, steps outwards, fake stepping in, converts it to a clinch exchange, and from there he can use, like, a secure underhooks, overhooks, and use them as, like, a, just, just kind of a way to throw Makachev off his rhythm, like, do a throw-by, do, like, upset his balance mess with him a little bit and separate and then you on the break you blast the left hook you blast uh body shots like uh the, like the damaging shots that's that could be an interesting look huh just thought of this yeah that would be interesting to see all right so that's uh that's the out the um that's summarizing the fights, like the developments that I would like to see and what happened and all that, all that, that kind of stuff. Summary for the discourse. Um, my rule of thumb is uh, I don't really give a shit what the fighters say in interviews unless they're saying like fucked up, uh, fucked up stuff, like calling someone slurs or something. <laughs> uh, like because the fighters will just say anything to in order to both promote the fight in order to get an angle for for securing a rematch and uh, just kind of vibe, get those brownie points, get some mimetic stuff going, uh, make a creative, uh, force a meme out of a situation. Like the fighters, uh, fighters feeling confident that they should have been given the W is, is uh, just is normal. <laughs> That's normal. <laughs> There's like obviously there's nuance to this. Uh, uh, an athlete can be obviously like completely fucking deluded or act like an asshole, and I don't think Volker is acting like one. Obviously, you could say that uh, yeah, accusing uh, Makachev of uh, utilizing an IV to rehydrate is kind of a uh, is uh, could be uh, considered a bad look. But uh, those people who say that should also consider that it's fucking funny. <laughs> It's just make it accusation out of nowhere. What proof do you have? I don't know. Fucking, I saw it. I, I, I caught a glimpse. Uh, caught a glimpse of it uh, as he was walking out the toilet, uh, walking out the loo. I looked at his poop afterwards. He forgot to. He forgot to flush. It was. Uh, it was kind of too soft looking for a dehydrated person. <laughs> yeah, the overall. Dynamic, I think, is um, it, it, it's it's lucky that it turned out to be as competitive because it's uh, uh, because yeah, while uh, lots of there's there's now an angle that could be used by Islam's detractors to say that he couldn't even like beat a featherweight definitively and uh, uh, he's a hype job and all that. Uh, it, it's unfortunate, but it it it's lucky that it happened against. Um, uh, a genuine, uh, like a genuine all-time great level fighter in terms of skill and athleticism, uh, just an absolute freak of nature. Uh, 
Well, for my money, I don't think I, I just I rate Volkanovsky highly enough for for it to not be that big of a knock on Makhachev himself. It's obviously unfortunate that he's now forced into this position where it's, it's like I said in the beginning, it's like a Rocky Six type situation. You like uh, there's no there's no from if if you if you could if you want to you could easily uh come up with all sorts of nasty narratives uh about this fight on the other hand islam's fans are toxic enough like the the dagestani superfans uh the dagestan superfans they're, they're toxic enough for for it to not matter because those guys have the ability to just uh, to make any sort of discourse completely fucking insufferable. But I would still caution against... Um, I would caution against conflating one's distaste... Uh, distaste, I'm sorry. I would caution against conflating one's distaste towards uh, uh, these things, uh, the outside like fan base level spats with the valid criticism against Makhachev. Like there's there's having funny banter as a fan does. Uh, like banter between fans is is fine. It's it's what drives the uh it's it's like part of the fun when it comes to any sort of sport. But there's a line. There's being a fucking asshole and there's just uh, having sick pants. But yeah, there's a discussion to be had, certainly, about uh, the way the UFC doesn't promote its own fighters unless the fighters already have some kind of it factor in their eyes. And it's not necessarily even the it factor like something like Volkanovsky has, like the spark of greatness or spark of genius or anything, all that kind of stuff. You just kind of have to be loud. <laughs> or you have to be some kind of ethnicity that's that's not American, so you can, like use a racist stereotype in order to push them. Like, you look at other sports, some of the biggest stars are just, like, really fucking boring people. <laughs> it's just dudes. But we have this discussion every week almost at this point. All right, I, I think, uh, yeah, sure, there's there's some details I may have skimmed over and uh, I wanted to touch up on some other stuff for that time. But I, I think... Uh, uh, the the topic itself has been sort of like covered in covered in enough detail, I think. So we're, we're gonna wrap this up. Just uh, a quick um, quick PSA, I guess. Uh, so I am in the final stages of uh, my visa application. We've finally gathered the majority of the documents we need to make make the submission, and uh, the actual like review process for the application is gonna take like uh, maybe a month. Something like that. And uh, so we're moving into the final stages. And uh, this is basically an announcement of an announcement. We're going to make an announcement where we explain what uh, we'll need, what sort of help we'll need in order to secure this whole process and actually make the move to the United States. But yeah, we're closer than ever. Uh, this is a huge weight off my shoulders, but I'm still... Uh, still incredibly nervous because who knows what the US, uh, USCIS will, will, will say. And just uh, who knows those bureaucrats. Immigration policy is just awful at the best of times, but 
it's 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 just a complicated process it's especially complicated if you're immigrating from like uh, a country like fucking russia <laughs> add to the fact that russia is now like a persona non grata amongst the uh, normal uh, relatively normal community of of uh, the the relatively normal part of the international community is how I would put it. Uh, all right, uh, so I hope you enjoyed this uh, uh, this breakdown, and um, you know, tell me what you think about the suggestions I made for both fighters when it comes to the uh, to the rematch, and uh, tell me if I missed anything or if you disagree with any sort of assessment that I made uh, regarding the the performance of these two athletes and yeah that's uh that's probably it that said though i have to before i forget to say this I, it's uh it's really cool to me that uh we're now finally at a level where um a fight between uh, highly ranked fighters highly ranked champions can result in a in the full ex- like the showcase as the full extent of mixed martial arts because for the longest time like most of the time these fights either were a complete, like just a complete demolition job, one-sided demolition job, or it only demonstrated like only one aspect because the other aspects were completely nullified. In here, it was evenly matched, roughly even evenly matched, and um, both guys did lots of interesting stuff. Yeah, some of it wasn't as uh, high level if it was like spe- a specialized bout, but. This is mixed martial arts. <laughs> uh, a fight is a, a fight has to be greater than the sum of its parts in order to be good and, and like a, a true mixed martial arts bout. And uh, Makachev versus Volkanovski was amongst uh, one of them. So this is really cool. Uh, this is the stuff. This is why I watch this sport. Like the cool technique stuff. Cool techniques. Um, High level, uh, high level skill, <laughs> just high level skillful exchanges in multiple phases. This is why the sport was created. We need more of it. We need more of that, and less of uh, well, less of the usual shit we get in the sport. All right, that's it. I'm out. Cheers, everyone. Always remember, stand up for yourself!